Good morning to you all. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I want to welcome you to the last Sunday of the month of June and pray that the blessing you have received this month of June shall surely be permanent in your life in the name of Jesus Christ. Today, as part of our discussion, we shall be considering the topic Resist the Devil. Resist the Devil. And our text shall be taken from the book of James chapter 4, verse 7. James chapter 4, verse 7. Submit yourself therefore to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Verse 8. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hand, ye sinners, and purify your heart, ye double-minded. That is our text for the topic, Resist the Devil. Brethren, we should know that the Christian life is a battle life. In other words, spiritual battle is real. Spiritual battle is real. Satan's greatest desire is to turn people away from God through his lies, deceit, and numerous temptations. Because of this reality, Christians are called to resist the devil and he will flee. Christians are called to resist the devil and he will flee. What does it mean to resist? To resist means to stand against or to stand in opposition to something or someone. In other words, believers are called to stand against the devil, to stand in opposition against the devil and his desires and his works. May the Lord bless us and empower us in Jesus' name. We are to stand firm and oppose his mission like Jesus did at the beginning of his earthly ministry in the book of Matthew chapter 4. When you read the book of Matthew chapter 4, in fact, it is a good example of what is expected of us as children of God. Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, resisted the devil at the beginning of his earthly ministry. And that is the reason why he was successful in the program and the agenda of God for his life. Note that the devil attacked believers' mind and tried to convince him or her that God's dream for him or her will not come to pass. This should be resisted by the power of God and not by the believer's own power. According to the book of Zechariah, chapter 4, verse 6, which says, It should not be by might nor by power, but by the Spirit of the Lord. 
In our battle against the devil, there are some facts we need to know about him, the devil. And I want to mention some of those facts and want us to take note of them. Number one fact we need to know about the devil is the fact that the devil is, is not at the same power or at the same level with God. That is, the devil doesn't have, the devil was created by God. God was not created by anybody. So, the devil is a created being. Therefore, he cannot stand, he cannot be compared with God. And so, some of his, um, some of the things we need to know, some of the facts we need to know about the devil are, number one, the devil does not have all the power. He is not omnipotent like God. It is only God that is omnipotent. That is, he has all the power. The devil doesn't have all the power. That should be at the back of our mind as children of the Most High. Number two, the devil is not everywhere at the same time. That is, the devil is not omnipresent like God. It is only God that is present everywhere at the same time. When you consider what happened in the book of Job, the Bible told us that when God asked, where have you been? He said he has been moving up and down. The devil moved up and down. It's unlike God that is omnipresent, that is present everywhere at the same time. The devil doesn't have that, that characteristic. So he is limited to a particular place at a particular time. Number three fact that we need to know about the devil. The devil does not know everything. He is not omniscience like God. It is God who knows everything, even the end from the beginning. So we should, as children of the Most High God, never assume that the devil knows everything about us. He got some of those information about us by his own trick. If you can still remember what happened in the book of Genesis, the devil came asking Eve these and that questions for him to find out some facts. So he does not know everything because he's not God. Number four, the devil is not a lion, though he can roar like one, that is, he can roar like a lion. But Jesus is the only lion that was mentioned in the Bible. Jesus is the lion of the tribe of Judah. The devil is not a lion, but he can roar like a lion. The earlier we know this as believers, the better. That when the devil roars like a lion, it does not necessarily mean he's a lion. He can only roar like a lion. He's not a lion indeed. Number five. The devil can be resisted and he will flee. According to the book of James, the text that we read this morning, when we resist the devil, he will surely flee. Even though we are to resist the devil by the power of God, not by our own power. No one can resist the devil on his own, by his own power and for the devil to flee. But when we resist the devil by the power of God, the devil will surely flee. That is the assurance that, was, that is given to us from the Holy Scripture. 
Then the next thing to know is how to, how can we now resist this devil? How can we resist the devil? Number one, we submit yourself. If you want to resist the devil, number one thing is to submit your life to God by accepting Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. James chapter 4, verse 7 said, Submit yourself to God. Before you can resist the devil, you must first and foremost submit yourself to God. Accepting him, Jesus, as your personal Lord and Savior is the beginning of the journey. When you submit yourself to God, then you can now resist the devil. If you want to resist the devil by your own power, you are going to fail. But when you surrender yourself, you submit your life to God by accepting Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, then you have, you have fulfilled the prerequisite, the requirement that is needed for you to be able to resist the devil. Number two, you have to draw closer to God by your daily life of obedience to his commandments. James chapter 4 verse 8 says, Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. By your daily life of obedience to his commandment, you are drawing closer and closer to God. That is the way. The more you are drawing closer to God, the more you are moving away from the devil. So drawing closer to God means that you are moving far away from the devil. So, and you do that by living a life of disobedience to the Lord's commandments. Number three, on how to resist the devil, is to allow the word of God to dwell in you richly. This word of God will serve as offensive and defensive weapon against the advances of the devil. Colossians chapter 3 verse 16 says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, in all wisdom. So when you allow the word of God to dwell in you richly, there you have weapons to defend yourself. There you have the weapon from the word of God. We have the weapon to attack the enemy, the, the devil. So when you allow the word of God to dwell in you richly, you are empowered with both offensive and defensive weapon against the advances of the devil. Number four. Exercise your spiritual authority by using the name of Jesus Christ. A name has been given to us according to the Bible. The Bible says a name has been given to us that is above every other name. At the mentioning of that name, every name must bow. So we make use of that authority that has been given to us in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So we resist the devil by using the name of Jesus, the name that is above every other name, the name that has already been given unto us. Philippians chapter 2, verse 10 says, Philippians 2, 10, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. In other words, when we mention the name of Jesus genuinely, sincerely, in righteousness, the devil trembles. So the, one of the authority that has been given to us by God over the devil is the name of the Lord Jesus. 
So you exercise that authority by calling on the name of Jesus to resist every advances of the devil. Number five, avoid being spiritually idle because an idle mind is the devil workshop. Keep yourself busy for God in thought and in action. When a child of God is living an idle life, it creates an avenue for the enemy to begin to operate in their mind. The mind that is fully occupied for God and for his work, the, there will be no opportunity for the enemy. So, But when you are idle as a child of God, nothing to do. You are not winning soul. You are not influencing others for Christ. You are not bearing fruit. You are not reading the word of God. You are not, you know, the, the mind will be idle and it gives the devil the opportunity for, the, for, for him to use that kind of mind as a workshop. He will begin to throw different kind of arrows of evil thoughts and evil, different kind of, into, the, into such a heart. So as children of God, we must avoid being spiritually idle. Number six, you need not to be terrified, that is not to fear. Don't fear. The book of Philippians chapter 1 verse 28, he said, In nothing terrified by your adversity, which is to them an evident token of perdition, but to you of salvation and that of God. In other words, in our confrontation with the devil, you know, in resisting the devil, you need nothing to fear because the Lord is by your side. Every of his attempt to terrify you, to intimidate you, is for the devil's own destruction. That is what that book of Philippians chapter 1 verse 28 said. He said, in nothing terrified by your adversity, which is to the enemy themselves an evident token of perdition, but to you is of salvation and that of the Almighty God. So as children of God, we need not to fear. You need not to fear what other people are fearing. You need not to fear the devil. Rather than fearing the devil, the Bible commands us to resist him. The Lord will bless you as you listen in Jesus' name. Number seven. We must be very, very careful in this particular one. The Bible told us that we should not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. You see, that is the weapon that we have against the devil. So when I, I, I put it, I said, beware of grieving the Holy Spirit. In the book of Ephesians chapter 4, verse 30, Ephesians 4, 30, and he said, I read, And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. I wish that I explain this a little bit further. Grieve not the Holy Spirit, it is that Holy Spirit that has been used to seal us, the mark of ownership that God places upon us. When you grieve the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit departs from the life of such an individual, the life becomes empty. No sign of ownership again from the Lord. Therefore, in all, we must resist the devil by not grieving the Holy Spirit. And the only way to, not to grieve the Holy Spirit is to ensure that we carry out his instructions, his 
guidance. The Holy Spirit is designed to guide us, to instruct us, to lead us. So when we live a life of disobedience to the Holy Spirit, we grieve him. And such an individual is exposed to devil's attack. So I pray that the Lord of heaven and heart will help us individually in our day-to-day work with, with the Holy Spirit, that we will not grieve him and we will not lose his protection and guidance over our life in Jesus' name. So in a time like this, we need to resist the devil. There will be so many thoughts, so many ideas that the devil will be shooting as arrow against our heart, against our mind. But as children of God, when we allow the word of God to be our guide, when we dwell under the leadership of the Holy Spirit, it will be easier for us to resist the devil. And the Bible has given us the assurance that as long as we resist the devil, the devil will flee. May the Lord bless his word in our life in Jesus' name. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, we are grateful unto you for the opportunity we have this morning again to share your word together. Be exalted in Jesus' name. Mighty God, we have heard that we must resist the devil. We are not to worship the devil. We are not to idolize him. We are not to fear him. We are not to run away from him. We are to resist. Father, we pray that we equip us as your children with this knowledge and the power of the Holy Spirit to resist the devil. The Bible didn't say you are going to resist the devil on our behalf. We are the one to resist. And you have given us such an authority that when we resist, he will surely flee. As we resist the devil in every area of our life, mighty God, I pray that the power of God will back us up and give us victory in every area in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray for your people this morning, as many as may be facing one challenge or the other. Father of our Lord Jesus, as we have heard this, Lord, we pray that as we are taking the step of faith to resist the devil in form of sickness, in form of diseases, in form of evil thoughts in our heart, Jehovah, we pray that you back us up and give us victory in the name of Jesus Christ. The present situation and circumstances facing the nation is handed over into your hand. Father, we pray that you intervene in no distant time. Let the issue of coronavirus and every other challenges facing this nation become the stain of history in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we pray that this situation and circumstances will not snatch away the faith from our life in Jesus' name. Thank you, King of Glory. And when you shall come to rapture the saints, Jehovah, we pray that we shall not be found wanting. Your kingdom shall not be a forbidden place for us. Thank you for having answered our prayers. In Jesus' wonderful name, we pray. Amen.